0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, APAS has reacted to the trespass laws announced by the provincial government earlier this week. The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Waters, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans and brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 306 352 1866. Filling in for Jim Smully today, this is Ryan McNally, the official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast. Showers are expected for today. There is a risk of a thunderstorm this afternoon and a high of 16. Tonight, showers are expected to continue with a low of plus 3. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy with a high of 14 and a low of plus 3. Sunday, sunshine with a high of 20 and a low of 6. Monday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 22 and a low of 8. Tuesday, sunshine with a high of 17 and a low of 6. And Wednesday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 18 with a low plus 5. The normal high for this time of year is 18 degrees. The normal low is plus 3. Sun rose this morning at 519. It will set tonight at 831. Around the province this hour, Estevan, sunshine and 17. Saskatoon, mostly cloudy and 16. Swift current, mostly cloudy, and 17. In Weyburn, there's sunshine and 16. And Yorkton, mainly sunny and 13 degrees. In Moose Jaw, there's light rain and 13. In Regina, light rain, wind west-southwest at 28. Gusting to 45, it's 13 degrees. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at McDougallAuction.com and Saskatchewan Municipal Hail Insurance. Storms are unpredictable. We aren't. Covering Saskatchewan farmers for over 100 years, you're always covered with SMHI. APAS is responding to a recent tra- trespass legislation introduced by the provincial government. The trespass legislation will remove implied consent and will ensure those looking to go onto someone else's property for various reasons will contact a landowner before doing so. President of APAS Todd Lewis says it's welcome news.
1: We've uh, been consulted on it by uh, Ministers Morgan and former Minister Stewart and uh, Minister Merritt as well. And it's been an ongoing issue that there's a number of pieces of legislation that are being combined under this new act. And it's good news for uh, producers.
2: Many people, of course, raising concerns with uh, hunting. Uh, You bring up the biosecurity and soil-borne disease issues. How much of a real concern is that for Saskatchewan farmers? It's a
1: very large concern, an emerging concern, certainly when you look to our neighbors to the west there in Alberta. Club Road is, Many of the counties in Alberta, there are mandatory rotations put in place. And in some cases, producers won't be able to have canola in their rotation for a number of years. So it's a very serious issue. And so we're happy to see that, you know, I think farmers want people to understand how serious the issue is. And a clump of dirt can cause a lot of problems and uh, have some fairly long-reaching impacts on people's property.
2: For those tuning in that uh, may not know, I guess, uh, how does that disease get transferred from field uh, to field?
1: Simply by uh, soil. So something like a muddy half-tongue coming from one infected field to one that's non-infected as the dirt falls off that vehicle, it can end up in a non-infected field and then it's uh, spread, you know, when you go and uh, sow that field next spring, it uh, spreads across your land and gets worse as time goes on. So it's an issue that uh, we need to be in front of. And, uh, you know, I think our uh, livestock industry as well, there's a number of, of uh, pathogens that can be spread as well by uh, people entering onto property. And so it's important when you look at things like uh, PED and some of the uh, avian flus and, and other, other uh, organisms that can be spread by just simply contact, you know, between uh, soil and people's feet or vehicles, it's, uh, it's an important thing. We need traceability and we just need to know who's coming onto our land and have the people that do want to use our land that uh, when we give them permission, they understand what has to be done so we can ensure that none of these diseases get
2: spread. What can happen when things like club root hit a field? Canola is
1: our major crop here in the province, and as I said, if it uh, ends up uh, in your field, uh, you're going to have to change your rotations, and it can be uh, very serious. And we've seen it in Alberta where it's spread across large parts of the province, and we certainly don't want to see that happen in Saskatchewan. This is just another tool in the toolbox box to ensure that it doesn't.
2: Also a risk to uh, animals uh, with diseases, with trespassing. What can you tell me about that?
1: You know, the different diseases, be it and in uh, the park industry or avian flu in the poultry industry can be spread by uh, people coming onto your property. And, you know, I think another big piece of this is just uh, fire safety. We get a dry spring like we're having right now, you don't want a quad going across your land. That can cause a fire and uh, it won't just be on your land. It could spread across multiple acres. And we've had some uh, situations in the past where we've had some very serious fires and, you know, there's been damage to property and uh, risk to human life as well. So... One of this is just about common sense. We're hoping that this will uh, have good relationships between landowners and the people who want to use our land. It used to be implied consent. Now it's not implied that you have to ask for it. And farmers uh, and landowners want to have people that uh, are going to be in your land and use it properly. Farmers aren't against hunting. The majority of us want to see good hunting practices and, and welcome hunters. But we just need to know who they are and what they're doing when they're there and uh, ensure that they're uh, behaving in ways that uh, won't put our property at risk.
0: That was APAS President Todd Lewis talking about trespass legislation passed earlier this week by the provincial government. The G20 Agriculture Minister's Meeting starts this weekend in Japan. It will focus on three core themes, innovation, value chains, and sustainability. Canadian Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibeau says the G20 provides an excellent forum for discussing emerging issues affecting the agriculture and agri-food sectors. This includes the importance of a reliable and science-based international trading system. After the G20, Bibeau will meet in Tokyo with key Japanese industry organizations from the grains, oilseeds and meat sectors. Canada hopes to create additional sales through lower tariffs achieved in the Trans-Pacific Trade Partnership Agreement. This portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth, online at LandForSaleSask.ca. Herbicide carryover will need to be monitored in areas that have had much drier than normal conditions over the last two or three years. Kaylee Kinderchuk is the Crops Extension Specialist for Outlook. She talks about herbicide breakdown and how it occurs
3: in the soil in the Saskatchewan Agriculture report. There have been a lot of questions about herbicide carryover for this upcoming growing season, and producers are wondering if they're still at risk for crop injury. There are several factors to take into consideration when thinking about this. The first thing, the herbicides that were applied for the past several years. While the herbicide that was applied in 2018 is important, if you have a herbicide that was applied in 2016 and it has a two-year cropping restriction, There are some areas of the province, the red areas of the map, where neither the 2017 nor the 2018 season rainfall amounts would have adequately counted as a breakdown year. Rotational crop sensitivity, herbicide breakdown rate, soil texture and organic matter, soil pH, the weather, and other stresses like insects and disease are all something to take into consideration when talking about herbicide carryover. Now how long a particular herbicide will last in the soil? may be affected by two major breakdown pathways, microbial activity and chemical hydrolysis. Microbes break the herbicide molecules down into smaller and smaller pieces until eventually there is nothing left but carbon dioxide and some elemental salts. Microbes need moisture to survive, so if we don't have adequate moisture, there is no microbial activity and therefore no breakdown. Groups 2 and 5 herbicides degrade through chemical hydrolysis. In this process, water splits the herbicide molecules into less active or inactive pieces. Because this process also needs water, if there is no moisture, there is limited breakdown. Photodegradation and volatilization are minor contributors to herbicide breakdown, except where the groups 3, through photodegradation and volatilization, and 8, volatilization only, herbicides are left on the soil surface. That's why these products are usually incorporated to retain their herbicidal activity. Saskatchewan Agriculture publishes a set of maps in the fall to give producers a rough idea of the risk of herbicide carryover for the next year. These maps show the seasonal rainfall that is recorded by our crop reporters across the province. In season rainfall, June 1st to September 1st is the most important moisture for herbicide breakdown. After mid-September, soils in Saskatchewan cool rapidly and herbicide breakdown slows. Once the soils drop below 5 degrees Celsius, biological activity essentially stops and so does breakdown. At this point, even hydrolysis will be very slow. Sometimes we have a second map with the time frame shifted by two weeks if the fall is open and warm, so we can gain an understanding if the rainfall was weighted heavier to the spring or the fall boundaries of that in-season window. Moisture weighted heavily to the fall may leave less time for herbicide breakdown than if weighted to the spring. Because soil temperatures drop dramatically after mid-September because of an early snowfall, There was very little additional opportunity for breakdown after early to mid-September. This means that we may have only had a week or two from a rainfall in early September before the breakdown system had stopped altogether. It's important that you know what herbicides were applied and to which fields from the last couple of years. Talk to the herbicide manufacturer for residual information on products that may be in question. If you think you might be at risk, double check your seeding intentions for 2019 and watch for injury symptoms early in the spring. If you think you're seeing symptoms in the field, it's important to report these to the herbicide manufacturer as soon as possible because they will often have cutoff dates where they accept no further inquiries. If you have questions about this or would like more information, contact your nearest Crops Extension Specialist, Provincial Weed Control Specialist, Clark Brenzel, or visit saskatchewan.ca. This has been Kaylee Kindrachuk, Crops Extension Specialist with Saskatchewan Agriculture in Outlook.
0: That was Kaylee Kindrachuk, a Crop Extension Specialist in the Outlook region. The market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Here are the latest Viterra grain prices: Durham unchanged at 239.51. Feed barley's also unchanged at 172.63. Canola's down 40 cents to 376.42. Flax remains unchanged at 512.21 oats up adult three dollars and ten cents to two yellow peas unchanged at two thirty seven fifty four. feed wheat unchanged at one ninety six ninety eight and number one red spring wheat down 69 cents to two twenty nine oh nine livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Wayburn livestock auctions call Assiniboia at six four two forty one eighty or wayburn at eight four two forty five seventy four
4: this is Grant Barnett with the Market Report, Heartline Livestock here in Wishda. 1200 on offer here for the week ending May 10th. Our Tuesday year sale was considerably lower and more on the heifers than on the steers. As you all cattle producers all know, this market is future-driven nowadays. Since April 18th till May 10th, that October feeder board has went from 163 down to 146. That's a $17 drop and that's in US dollars. And just glad it's our last pre-sort of the new year, not the first. The cow market though, it looked a little stronger this week. Some of them high yielding cows, especially on them. These good cows, 89 to 96, sales to over a buck on the top end. Jonah Short out there, at they had a real good limo cow in, 1780 pounds. She brings a buck four. Medium hay fed cows from 79 to 88, these good bulls from a buck to a buck 11, sales right up to a dollar 18. And just a reminder, our regular sales are Tuesdays only now for the summer months. For more market information, give Heartland Moose Jaw a call at 692-2385. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon.
5: Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the hams market commentary for Friday, May 10th. Ham sold 6,700 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 195 to 198 per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around 4,700 head, selling in a range of 196 to 199 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Friday, May 10th are Maple Leaf Sig 5 197.06, Ham's Cash 194.02, Thunder Creek Brickle 196.24, and Highlife 194.44 dollars per CKG. Hemp's cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar was down 9 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3483. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.50 cents US. US cash markets are finishing the week off on a stronger note, with all reporting regions showing gains relative to the previous day. Cash markets have struggled to push higher and extend the momentum of a seasonal rally that developed earlier than what is seen normally. Ideas that packers were aggressively sourcing animals ahead of higher prices in anticipation of ASF related export demand, in part, sparked this year's spring summer rally by about four to five weeks earlier than the average. Today, however, there's less certainty on the timing of increased export demand, and the market has moderated while hovering around levels seen at the summer highs in three of the past four most recent years.
0: The outlook for today's showers expected with the risk of a thunderstorm this afternoon, the high sixteen. Tonight, showers expected to continue with a low plus 3. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy with a high of 14 and a low of plus 3. In Regina, there's light rain and it's 13 degrees. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture for today. For Jim Smalley, this is Ryan McNally.